Jennifer is here to discuss a sensitive subject we all need to talk and think about. Here now is Jennifer Graziano and Time to Talk. Good morning, Westchester. It's 9 a.m. on Monday, and that means it's time to talk with me, Jen Graziano. I'm a licensed funeral director who oversees my family's funeral homes, Cox and Graziano of both the Maronick and Greenwich and the Zion Memorial Chapel of Westchester. Every Monday, I come to you discussing important topics and sensitive matters that all of us need to pause and reflect upon at some point. And through this show, I hope to provide the platform to do so. If you're joining us this morning on 1460 WBOX, a Whitney Global Media Station, we'll take your questions, comments, and calls to 914-636-0110. Good morning to Mariah and everyone in the control room. And good morning, Facebook Live viewers. Happy to have you with us with Tim Judge behind the camera of GreenwichLocal.com. So we are fully functioning now with headsets that are correct and a little haywire this morning. Um, but I'm so happy to be joined by my friend, uh, Amory Conlon, the director of the Bereavement Center of Westchester, and specifically the Treehouse Program, which is such an amazing, important resource in our community that I want to make sure we just really get the word out as to what it is and what she does, because we're focusing today on children and grief. This is a very different grief than adult grief. It doesn't manifest as outwardly um, with tears and emotions that are worn on a face. Oftentimes it's a hidden grief, a silent grief, a triggered grief. And if we don't help our kids young, that grief is going to travel with them as they, as they age and really wreak some negative effects that we'd like to prevent by having this discussion today. So my fellow koala, both representing Ursuline and Nourishel, Welcome. Hi, good morning, Jen. Thank you for having me. Of course. Great to have you back, Amory. I really, uh, I've sent so many people to you because I really believe in what you're doing. And, you know, I say when you, if you're having an issue with your heart, you go to the cardiologist. If you need to set up a will, you go to the trust and estates lawyer or, or elder lawyer. So if you need to deal with childhood grief, you can't just go to anyone because it's just so specialized. So talk a bit about, um, let's start with the Bereavement Center of Westchester and then bring us into the treehouse. Yeah, so the Bereavement Center of Westchester has been around since um, 1995. Um, you know, the, our main program, the treehouse program is, I would say, what people really know uh-huh. us for. Um, we do much more. Um, but I'll talk a little bit about the treehouse first. Yeah. Uh, the treehouse program is a free family bereavement program for kids four to 18 who've had either a parent or a sibling die. Okay. So for those are the first parameters, four to 18, that runs a really big gamut, like right. preschool till going off to college. Yeah. So yeah. And it's all young families, um, which, you know, when you, when you have a, a loss um, as a young family, um, it can feel very isolating. Mm-hmm. You feel like you're, you know, you, you know, you're in your, 30s, 40s, not many people to relate to. Right. So you come to the program, there's all these families there. And um, our whole mission is that you don't feel alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what we're providing for them. So while the program is going on, is it that they're, you know, you're separated kids and parents on different rooms or it, does it run concurrently that everyone comes together, starts together, branches off? Right. So we're really focused on the family. So the family comes together. Okay. We give them um, a meal. We give them pizza. Mm-hmm. And so that everyone can mingle and, um, you know, um, chat and talk. And then we break up into age designated groups. So four and five year olds, six and seven, all the way up to the teen group. And then at the same time that the kids are in their groups, um, it's really comforting for them to know that the parents are also getting support. Right. Um, and so there's, um, you'd either go into a child loss group if you've had a child die or a, um, a um, spouse partner loss group. 
Okay. You know, it's so important too, because you can't, if, if you're not in the right frame of mind, you really can't take care of your kids to the best of your ability. And it's, it's so taxing on the parent to try to hold it together, arguably, and then be present for the child. Um, there's so many different needs that are just going on in a, in a family household where they've been impacted by loss. Um, what have you noticed? What are some common threads that run through childhood grief? I mean, you think about kids are not always going to cry and, and wear it on their face. It's going to come in waves. Um, and the imagination always runs wild and their mind can go to different places. But what are some of the common things that you, over your years of doing this, notice about childhood grief? So there are a few things. Um, you know, childhood grief does, we have the similar symptoms to adults, um, mm-hmm. sadness, anger, confusion, mm-hmm. um, guilt, regret, numbness. Um, but they do it in um, age developmentally, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, a five-year-old is going to grieve differently than a nine-year-old than right. as a 12-year-old. Um, they also grieve in, um, we call them grief bursts. Mm-hmm. So they can't sit with sadness like adults can. Right. Right. Um, so there's, you know, they're going to be, um, you know, a moment where they're, I miss mommy. Mm-hmm. And then, um, okay, is it time to go to soccer? Right? right. So they go in and out of their grief. Right. Um, now, what do you find when children, I mean, do you have situations where children get to the treehouse years following a loss? Absolutely. So what is the difference when, it, when there's kind of an immediacy of treatment? Sometimes is it too soon to go or sometimes is it too late? So it's so individual, mm-hmm. right? Um, and what I always tell people when they call is um, you have to be able to tell your story and hear everyone else's story. Okay. And um, because we really treat <clears throat> grief as, um, <clears throat> sorry, just a natural reaction to loss that um, it's not clinical. So there's no emergency. So when you're ready, right, you'll be ready. Um, I'm sorry. That's okay. They, you know, they, they do come. Sometimes people do come right away. Sometimes people come a year or so after with children. We say that you're kind of um, grieving for life. And what we mean by that is that you can revisit as you get older, right. And as you understand the loss differently and how it's impacting your life. I agree with that. I always, I'll always say that there's no such thing as closure. Like I just, I never liked the word because I don't think it's something you ever get over. I think it's something that you learn to live with and you have to live with, but I don't think, you know, it's a wound that heals, but it never goes away. There's always a scar there. So I agree. It's something that it is very specific. You could just not be ready to talk, but I think the importance is seeking help at some point and recognizing um, it's not weakness. It's not something that, you know, you think you can deal with grief. It'll deal with you. And I think more so you could be trying to do everything for your child, but it's just something that you can't do alone, you know? And sometimes too, I think kids don't want to express their grief in front of a parent. I do think kids get very protective of their parents when they watch their parents go through something traumatic as well. They might not be apt to share it. It might be more safe for a child to kind of communicate in a group of friends or a different setting. Do you find that? Absolutely. Um, And I often ask children um, when we do our intakes for the program, I ask them, "Um, do you ever worry about your, your parent? Mm -hmm. Um, And it's always, they're always nodding. Yes. Um, And they'll say, you know, I don't want to cry in front of my parent. And the parent says, I don't want to cry in front of my child. And the trios program really bridges that gap. um, And also then they leave together and then they have the opportunity to have that conversation, you know, 
Right. The convert. I mean, it's just, a, you know, it starts it and they can continue it. How long does someone go through the program? Is there a finite time period that they start and they end or? No, it, we do, do see. Um, so since it's an ongoing program, meaning that it starts in September, ends in May, but people can um, stay on and join at any point. We do tend to see that people stay on, you know, one to one and a half years, but it really varies. But we don't kick anyone out. So it's, you know, it's when you're ready. Wonderful thing. And I'm sure because I know even in the bereavement group we have, you see a lot of friendships form, but these people are bonded by such horrific circumstance. I'm sure you see all the time this lifetime bond that they have. I mean, a lot of friendships must be formed. Right. We say it's a club that you don't want to belong to, but you're glad it's there. Right. Right. Um, That's a very wise way to put it. So if you're just joining us, we're speaking with Anne-Marie Conlon, the director, your official title is director, correct? Director of the Bereavement Center of Westchester. And specifically, we're talking about the Treehouse program. Now, the Bereavement Center itself, is, is Treehouse just the group for this specific childhood grief and family loss? In the larger capacity of the Bereavement Center, what resources are available? Right. So the Treehouse is our family program. So we have two locations, Mount Kisco and Bronxville. Okay. So you cover northern and southern Westchester. Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We pull from all over. Um, and then we also we do our, have our school outreach program. Okay. So, so we, you go into the schools? We help the helpers is what we say. So, um, you know, whenever there's a loss in the school, we help the school community, mm-hmm. help them process it, um, you know, what resources to offer the, the families um, and support the staff through so that they can be the best for the, the students. It's very important to have the proper training in that. And, you know, sadly enough too, schools have, it feels like the crisis going on in schools seems so much more than at least our day. Just It feels like a different world. There's right. so much so much the kids go through now and see that we didn't see like really not that long ago. So it's really important to have that proper training. So let's talk about um, eligibility. Um, I'm sorry, funding, um, because you said everyone who has this loss is eligible to come and it's a free program, but there has to be funding that comes in behind this. Do you fundraise? Do you host fundraisers, um, donations? Who, I mean, the larger, so we are under, so we're a nonprofit under um, New York Presbyterian. Okay. Right. right. But we do, we, we um, operate solely on donations and grants. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, fun, and fundraising events. So we will have one coming up in April. Oh, wonderful. Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of, um, it's going to be at Saks in New York City. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like a fashion show. Wonderful. Um, yeah. So it's, it's a fun event too. Send details on that. I, I would will, love I to, uh, I'd love to. Uh, help yeah, on that because I think it's a great, great program. Um, during the course of the Treehouse program, is it a, once a week, twice a week? So the Treehouse meets two times per month. Two times per month. Okay. Um, in the evenings so or throughout from September through May. And what is the difference that you know, like when you watch a child go through the program, let's say come out a year or a year and a half later, is it just, do you see them just more comfortable or are they more, do they... Are they able to speak more? Do they get more talkative? Do they get excited to come? What are some of the physical changes you note as families shift from just starting the program until they decide that it's time to move on? I mean, it really and obviously varies on, you know, we mm-hmm. say we grieve in character. So um, we all come with our own, our own tools and our personalities. Um, 
But I, you know, I, I love, I remember one time I met with a boy and he just kept his hood on during the intake and, you know, was just very like hidden. And, um, and then he came to the treehouse and all of a sudden the hood came off and mm-hmm. he was just, he was just so present. They come with smiles. I always tell people, you know, it can sound like such a sad place, but it's such a place of healing. Yeah. Um, and there's a lot of laughter because kids are kids and yeah. that's, they're supposed to, they can, and what we're doing is we're teaching them how to live and grieve at the same time mm-hmm. and really integrate the person into their lives. That's a wonderful thing. You know, there's sometimes I think there's probably a fear or a hesitation to say the name of the person who lost again. Like we said, they get really worried about protecting their parents and to be able to know that you could live and have that person still a part of your life. um, That's probably something once kids realize they can do that, it's a big relief for them. Yeah. Yeah. They probably see such finality in death. Um, Do you find that your numbers are increasing um, or more people are just getting aware and wanting help. Do you find the nature of what you do is changing over the years? I do think that more people are, um, I think it's being normalized to just get support. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think, you know, definitely COVID was grief was a big um, conversation during COVID. So I think, so, you know, we did get, um, I will say we've had an increase in calls um, people reaching out that maybe the loss was two, three years ago, right? Four years ago where um, there was, you know, it's, they weren't able to deal with their grief, right? Because it right. wasn't the forefront of what they had to manage. There was all these other stressors. Yes. Um, so that definitely, we've seen an increase in the kind of, um, you know, uh, losses coming up. Were them. you doing um, Zoom meetings during that time? We did for a period a period of time, okay. yeah. So, but there was still support available. Yes, there's absolutely yes. Yeah. yeah, and you're right. And the nature of those losses, I think, triggers so many different things. There was isolation. It's like, you know, you if you had lost somebody in that during that time, you lost somebody in a different world. Right. And you know, just to be able to do things to take your mind off really weren't available because you were stuck mm-hmm. inside. You were confined. System absolutely. So you couldn't access the support system literally so i think effects of that you'll see you know far into the future um but as the awareness is raised though do you find that you are getting more families that the loss was a while back and now they'll come to you because they didn't know about it or they just feel i know we talked about there's no set time to come in to do this but do you find now that you are getting more calls from even beyond the two years back I think um, something that might be happening is with schools that, um, you know, because maybe there's something else coming up and then they go to the counselor okay. and the counselor then, you know, kind of <clears throat> reveals, oh, there was a loss. Oh, I know about the treehouse right. program. So maybe it's coming out in, you know, a, a, another symptom, maybe, you know, school performance or, um, you know, something with, you know, uh, behavioral and then they come to us. It's so important that network that you have with the schools because they're kind of like the front lines to identify an issue. And again, I think we say in childhood grief, it is manifested through behavior or not doing well in school, lower performance. There's so many, you know, hidden triggers. Um, When you help the helpers in school, um, what is it that you, do you find that school for the most part, schools are equipped to deal with crisis or do you think that they're, is something collectively that's lacking in how we approach our kids who face tragedy in the schools. 
I mean, I've seen some schools that have, you know, their, their plan in place because listen, death doesn't happen when we expect it. Right. right? So you really do have to have some sort of plan, mm -hmm. which is why we have a school training every fall. Okay. We invite anyone who works for school and we really help them like have that plan set out. So it's really um, proactive and not reactive as much as you can be with the loss. Right. Um, but yeah, I do find some schools, you know, are lacking um, the ability to, I, I would say it's more the, the fear Right. Right. Where, um, you know, the the teachers and the staff, it really taps into their own fears and it triggers something with them. And sometimes that makes it difficult for them to um, deal with their own. You know, they have to manage their own feelings first. Right. And what, yeah. Again, it gets back to you have to be able to help yourself and be aware of, of your own feelings in order to help others. It's the whole put your oxygen mask on right. first on the right. plane. Right. Um, again, all all great resources. Um, and I think also something that comes up too, it's, it's very important to care for the caregivers. Um, there's, there's caregiver burnout. And I think even what you do, um, supporting the, your staff as well, because when you see grief day in and day out, you and I have talked about this independently, it does take a toll on you and, you know, you're expected to have the answers and to be uplifting, but there's no way you can, work in this day in, day out, and then just come home at five o'clock and just be all smiles. So um, providing support to those who are helping our kids, I think is so important. Um, so we have the treehouse, we have family support, but back to the bereavement center of Westchester, is that more individual counseling? We or? also have individual counseling okay. and then we have group um, group specific to loss and relationships. So uh, support, what are some kinds of um, support after suicide group? Okay. Um, the perinatal loss group. Okay. Wow. Um, then we have an ongoing child loss group that is separate from the treehouse. If you've <clears throat> lost an older child. Okay. We also have um, parent sibling loss group. So if, if your eye lost, um, a sibling, I mean, a sibling or parents or okay. adults, and then a partner loss, um, spouse loss group, again, separate through the treehouse. I think that's so important because, I mean, going to a, a support group for this is just, we can't underscore the importance of that enough. But segregating that loss to that specificity is so important because a spouse will grieve differently than a child. And while it's everyone's well-intentioned and wants to help, you can't understand that loss if you haven't lived that relationship. So adult kids are going to grieve for a parent differently than the husband or wife um, and different natures as well. Again, you know, a suicide death or a sudden death, there's, there's shock and grief that those left behind have to feel. Um, when you've dealt with somebody with an in illness for a long time, there's anticipatory grief that you're often grieving them while they're still here. These are all very different mm -hmm. and there's no code or book for them. So separating them really is, there's so much wisdom to that. Um, are all of your groups, when you all, do all the groups meet twice a month, regardless of what nature loss? <clears throat> so our ongoing groups meet twice a month. Okay. So um, the ongoing child loss group and the support after suicide group and the perinatal loss group. Those are ongoing, so you can join at any point. But then um, the other groups are um, closed groups where we offer them seasonally. So we'll do you want to take a call? Bring one and a fall one for those groups. Gotcha. We have a caller on the line. Good morning. Hello, are you on the line? Yes, hi. How are you doing? I'm enjoying the show. Oh, thank and, uh, you. And, and who are we speaking to? Oh, my name is Vince. Hi, Vince. Hi, Vince. Uh, just a 
a thought. I and maybe you've uh, mentioned this because uh, I ran in the store to get a cup of coffee. <laughs> but uh, do you, is there a support group or a bereavement or loss group for uh, uh, children uh, uh, of, of divorce? You know, I'm sure there are, but I, that that's not run through your program, correct, Amory? No, we yeah, we're specific to to loss from death, and and that is a great question. Um, you know, and that's something that I know the resources are there, but I, there's nothing that I can think of off the top of my head. But that is a great question because that certainly is a monumental event in the life of a child, and certainly something that should be brought attention to. But the bereavement center and the treehouse deal specifically with um, with death and loss. Very good. Okay, well, look, I, I'm enjoying the show. I, I thought maybe you might have mentioned it while I was getting a cup of coffee. <laughs> no, you, di you didn't miss anything that important, Vince. Okay. <laughs> Enjoy the coffee. Right. <laughs> have, you, have a great day. Okay. Bye. Um, you know, you know it, it was a great question because divorce is a death of, of a relationship and kids... Um, you know, kids kids certainly grieve that in, in different ways. Well, um, actually, I, I do want to bring that up. Um, you know, oftentimes we have, you know, we have all different types of relationships at the treehouse. Mm -hmm. And I always say relationships are complicated. Um, so, you, you know, even when it's a, you know, an estranged loss, right? Um, you know, some, and, or, you know, you haven't seen your parents in a while because yeah. maybe they lived in California. You are still, or maybe you don't even remember them because you were too young. You yeah. can still grieve. And yes. I think that's really important to um, underscore because sometimes they don't get the support from everyone else because of that. Right. You know, they just and they, you know, people tend to quantify a relationship or, or put their own spin on it. But you're right. Relationships are like fingerprints. They're as unique and the grief that associates with the relationship there's no roadmap for it. So that becomes complicated grief when you have issues of you know, maybe, maybe a parent abandoned a child, or like you said, maybe there was geographic distance, um, or, or maybe they, the, the death occurred when someone was not on speaking terms. I mean, you and I have seen that all, it's all, it's all real, but knowing that you can get help regardless of how or when it happened, I think is so important. Um, I want you to tell us about how to begin the process. Is it a phone call? Is there an intake form online? Can you share all of your in, uh, info? Absolutely. So they can go on our website, bcwtreehouse.org. Okay. Um, and there is a online submission um, for all different all of our groups, um, including Treehouse and, okay. and individual counseling. Um, but they can then they can also call us at 914-787-6158. Um, and it's a it's really simple process to join um, any of our programs. Um, the Treehouse and most of our programs, just an intake or a phone call with us, and then they can register. Wonderful. And BCW standing for Bereavement Center Westchester. So bcwtreehouse.org. I'm sorry. And there you'll find um, not just the Treehouse program, but information on all of the programs that Anne-Marie mentioned today, spousal loss support, suicide loss support, um, adult parents, I mean, parents grieving adult children who passed or adult children grieving parents or siblings. Um, we've all lost someone. Loss is the common denominator, sadly, and clubs, that, like you said, we don't want to be part of. But nonetheless, there are resources out there. But especially with your kids, um, they might look okay. They might be okay, but there's going to be some trigger. You know, I remember one of the most common questions I always remember my dad answering when I was a kid is people will say, should they come see their loved one at a wake? Mm. And 
he was always of the belief, which I agree with, but for the most part, the answer is, is yes, because a child's imagination could go, now again, age appropriate, age specific, um, but a child's imagination could go so far beyond the realm of reality that you want to stop them before they're thinking something that's way too far off. And, and I also believe in sensitive honesty with kids. We have to be honest with our kids. Again, age appropriately, and then adjust accordingly as they get older, but they're people. They're yeah, we shorter always, people. We always forget to ask our children, right? And uh, so many times we hear from the kids in the treehouse, I wish someone just asked me. Mm-hmm. Someone asked me if I, if I wanted to go to the funeral. Or, or yes. The, right? Yeah, that, that is so true. You know, and, and we all do it in an effort to protect right. them and to shield them and to, um, you know, it's all well-intentioned, but it's a little misguided sometimes. You're right. All, they have voices. They have opinions. I mean, we know that. Like, yeah, and we wish we could change their story, but this is our story. And what we're doing is just supporting them. It's very true. It's very true. And giving them the tools to own their story and accept reality and live in that reality. I mean, that's one of the greatest gifts you could ever give your child. And that'll, that'll follow through with them as they grow older. So once again, the website, Anne-Marie. BCWtreehouse.org. And is there a bcwwestchester.org as well? Or just go to that Treehouse page to find everything just, else? Yeah, just go right there. Okay. And if you're, whether you're listening to us today in Northern Westchester or Southern Westchester, call the main number, which is? 914-787-6158. And definitely send the information over about the fundraiser. I will. I, always I, will. Love, a, I yeah. love a good fundraiser. I love a good fun fashion show. And no, and I think you're doing such great work. So raising awareness because you can't do good work without the necessary financial support and backing. So I think we also need to raise awareness and spread the word about that. And if you're listening today and you're connected to the schools as well, the school systems in Westchester, even private schools, public schools, you can reach out to Anne-Marie as well for the necessary school support. Um, And I think um, it just so many good things can come from this place. So thank you very much thank for you sharing. Thank so you for having me again. Um, and then the uh, just remind us one more time, the ongoing program, if you're in Treehouse, can people join on that? I know the other ones you can come and go at any time. For Treehouse, can you get in now for the upcoming oh, yeah. season? Yeah, absolutely. Yep, at any point you can join. Gotcha. So this is an ongoing enrollment and we hope people take advantage of it. Thank you so much, Emery. You, you are you. doing great work. Um, I send so many people to you because you're really, you believe in what you do and you do a great job. Thank you. This is Jen Graziano thanking you for taking the time to listen as we took the time to talk. Have a great day, Westchester. Bye-bye.